0: And Yuli drives this pretty deep to center. It sends back Santana, still going back at the wall. He leaves, and that ball is gone. A two run home run for Yuli Gurriel. And it is two to nothing, Astros. And Altuve drills this deep to center. Santana is going back, still going back. Looking up, see you later. To dead center for Jose Altuve onto the grassy berm. And the Astros are back on top, four to three. Altuve's eleventh of the year. And Alvarez drives this one toward the right-center field gap, and you can kiss that one goodbye. Into the Rangers' bullpen. on Alvarez goes deep for the eleventh, for the eighth time this year, and the Astros go up five to four. The glove hand on the knee of Garrett Cole. See
1: when you get tired, to see the breaking pitches start to flatten out as that arm drops just enough like to end this one in style. He usually likes to gas it out, doesn't he? Certainly does. Last pitch, 101 miles per hour on his 110th pitch of his last game. A little extra rest coming into this one. Looking for punch out number 13. 2-2. That is on the inside
0: corner for strike three. A 99-mile-an-hour fastball. A Baker's dozen in strikeouts for Garrett Cole to end the inning. Rangers strand one. And we head now to the seventh, Astros seven, Rangers four. Here's the
1: pitch. He drives this one. Right center field. It's a long way, and it is gone. Jordan Alvarez, second home run of the ball game, and the Astros lead eight to four. Nine jacks now for
0: Jordan. (laughs) And this ball's drilled deep to right. Ball is hooking. if it stays fair it's gone and it hits off the foul pole. A game time two run home run for Ronald Guzman and it is eight to eight. All right. Winning run still at second and Andrews. Gallo at first two outs for Danny Santana who has a home run and a single and a walk. Two for three has scored twice. Now the 0-2. This ball's lined in the center. Springer hustling in. he dives. He can't get it. It goes past him. Scoring is Andrews and the Rangers win it in the bottom of the ninth. Nine to eight. It was Springer's only shot. A ball that was tailing away from him. Diving for it but couldn't come up with it. And the Rangers down by four with nine outs
2: remaining on offense. Come back to win. Big drives, dramatic putts, and great fun with friends. Tickets for the 2019 Houston Open are on sale now. Ticket options for this year's event, held at the Golf Club of Houston on October 7th through 13th, include daily general admission tickets, week-long tickets, and premium ticket packages. Make your plans now to take part in one of the PGA Tour's premier events. Visit HoustonOpenGolf.com to find tickets and all the info on this year's event. Come for the golf, stay for the party.
0: Greetings from Globe Life Park in Arlington, where today the Houston Astros take on the Texas Rangers in the third game of a four-game series. Rangers have taken the first two games of this series, including a 9-8 win over the Astros yesterday. Garrett Cole struck out 13 in six innings. Jordan Alvarez, two homers as part of a three-for-three game, but the Astros lost their second in a row. The Rangers have won three straight. Astros sitting at 57-35. and 35. That's first in the AL West, six games ahead of Oakland, and seven games ahead of the Rangers, who were third in the West with a record of 50-42. and 42. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider of the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Wade Miley getting the ball for the Astros today. And Miley's been pretty dependable for the Astros all season long. Ninth in the American League with a 3.28 earned run average.
1: Yeah, he's been great for the Astros. It was a great pickup. Slots in nicely behind... Uh, Verlander and Cole, now you mix him up in between those two hard-throwing right-handers because he has such a different style. Left side of the infield has to be very uh, ready over on the left side because he induces a lot of ground balls to that side with his cut fastball. Uh, then he goes to the changeup. You have to be alert, though, if you're the manager. I think third time through he's one of those categorically uh, pitchers that kind of kind of wanes the third time through the lineup. So you got to be ready about the sixth, seventh inning.
0: Meanwhile, Mike Miner, another lefty, he's going for the Texas Rangers today, an all-star this year for the Rangers and their opening day starter. And he's been what they'd hoped he'd be, even better probably, second in the American League in ERA.
1: Yeah, a couple years ago he was a reliever with the Kansas City Royals in the – and the Rangers said, you know what, if you want to start, you can come over here and start. So they nursed him through the season last year, got through 28 starts, uh, had about a 4-2 ERA, and this year, man, he's lighting it up. He's got a great fastball. He's got a lot of hop on it. A four-seamer a lot inside to the right-handers, opens things up for the change curve and slider
0: keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, A.J. Hinch talking before the game today about uh, dropping the first two games of this series after the break to the Rangers saying, you know, we're just not playing clean baseball right now. When he's talking about the, the defense, the, some of the stuff we've seen offensively, pitching-wise, and, and definitely the, the Rangers have have had the advantage in last night's one. That, that, that one really hurt with the Astros up by four late.
1: Yeah, just poor pitch execution for mm-hmm. the most part in opportunities where they could miss in a certain spot, they missed out over the plate and they got hurt. They got burned for it. They gave up five homers in that game and that was their undoing. Uh, yeah, they do need to clean a lot of things up. Uh, base running, uh, they got to they shore up uh, the other team's base running. Uh, they got to get a little bit better as far as their pitchers getting quicker to home plate. Things like that or teams are going to be real aggressive like the Rangers have been.
0: Coming up next, we'll go into the coach's corner and chat with Astros first base coach Don Kelly. And a little later, we'll hear from Javier Bracamonte. He is the Astros' bullpen catcher, and he threw to Alex Bregman in each of the last two home run derbies. But now this from your local station. And White hits it high in the
2: air. Looking to get your hands on a one-of-a-kind Astros T-shirt? See you later! See you later! For just $10, add a voucher to your Tuesday tickets, and it's all yours.
0: And the Astros beat the A's in the bottom of
2: the ninth. New exclusive design for every Tuesday home game. Join us for T-Shirt Tuesday, presented by DraftKings. To purchase a voucher, visit Astros.com slash T-Shirt. Astros Baseball, take it back.
0: Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Don Kelly, Astros' first base coach and first year coaching with the Astros. You grew up in Pittsburgh, and uh, Astros played the Pirates uh, at home a a few home stands ago. Were were you a pretty big Pirates fan growing up?
3: I was. Yeah, it was uh, early 90s. They were really good and uh, really good teams. Who were, who were some of your favorite players? Uh, my favorite player was Andy Vance Lake. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, but just watching those guys. Leland was the manager. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and being able to grow up, Barry Bonds, Bonilla, watching those guys play was awesome. What was it about Andy Vance like that made you
0: gravitate toward him as a kid, you think?
3: You know, he threw right handed, I bat, threw right handed, batted left handed, same is me mm-hmm. and just watching him play the outfield the way he hit went about it i used to love watching him come in try to throw somebody out at home plate and he'd end up tumbling on the turf yeah. out there in three river stadium so just appreciate the way he played the game
0: and you got a chance to play for jim leland with detroit did you ever tell him you were a big fan of those Pirates teams that he managed
3: oh i did yeah it was uh it was really surreal you know walking yeah. in when they when uh, skip got hired by the tigers and came in i was already there but uh, just to be able to be managed by a guy you idolized when you're younger was really awesome what was it like
0: playing for jim leland i know just watching those detroit teams and getting to know leland a bit covering him in the media it seemed like he was kind of a a, a guy who who was laid back but when yeah. he needed to to light a fire into somebody he was able to do that
3: he was and you always knew where you stood you know uh, it wasn't um there was nothing nothing hidden with him you know, he was upfront about everything, and you always knew where you stood, and he was passionate about baseball, but he was passionate about the guys on the team, and he cared deeply for everyone. And I'd imagine with the role that you were in as a guy who kind of played
0: everywhere, he was pretty good at communicating with you where, when and where you were going to be on a given day.
3: He definitely was, and uh, he did a good job keeping everybody involved, and, um, you know, he was really uh, good at, at finding right, the right spots to put the players in to make sure that they were in the best place to be successful to help the team win. Now you,
0: as I mentioned, grew up in Pittsburgh. You went to college in Pittsburgh, Point Park College, NAIa school. You got drafted in the eighth round by Detroit in two thousand and one. How does a kid have an NAIa school in Pittsburgh get drafted?
3: <laughs> it was it was crazy. I was my junior year in high school. I was five foot eight and mm-hmm. ended up going to NAIa school. Grew another three inches in college, and you know it was the best move for me uh, to go there because I ended up. Growing a lot, maturing a lot, and um, getting to play as a freshman. I think if I would have went to a D1 school, I wouldn't have played right away, and it wouldn't have been until my junior year. And I re- it was really awesome to be able to go there and play right away as a freshman. At what point,
0: when you were in college, or maybe even before that, did you realize, hey, this playing professional baseball, getting drafted, this is this is a real possibility?
3: You know what? It was after my sophomore year I went down to Petersburg, Virginia, mm-hmm. to play in the Coastal Plain League. Mm-hmm. And that was really the moment where it was like competing against Division One players and holding my own, doing well. And it was, that was the time where it was, I knew that it was some, it was a possibility and it was something that I would love to do. Was it one of those things where you, you started to talk to more scouts,
0: especially your, your junior year and more scouts came to your games, got, got a little bit more attention?
3: Yeah, that, the fall of my junior year, we had a um, Mike Wilson, who was a coach at Duquesne, did an mm-hmm. awesome thing. He had a combined scout day with Mm -hmm. duquesne university in point park so there were a ton of scouts there and it was one day and that was probably the moment that i knew it was a real possibility that i could get drafted and that was right after competing in virginia that year now your brother-in-law is neil walker played for the pirates
0: played for a few teams now with the marlins your father-in-law is tom walker who pitched in the big leagues do your kids have any idea that It's rare to have this many big league ball players in one family.
3: You know, they 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 did. It's funny you say that because just over the All Star break, we were talking, and my wife's uncle Chip Lang also pitched in the big leagues. And it was when we were talking about it, they had no idea. They knew that that their grandfather pitched, and Neil played, I played, and then Chip, and then. Carries my wife's oldest brother, Matt, played up to AAA. Right. So, you know, it was like they're just now starting to realize how, how rare it is, but they love the game. They love to go out and compete, and uh, they have fun doing it.
0: Was the All-Star break a, a break for you? I know some guys feel like, yeah, it's,
3: it's a really nice rush to those three or four days. Other, other guys feel like, yeah, not really. It was, it was a break. It was awesome. It was good to get home, get to see the kids play play ball, swim, you know, do the things that they love to do, and just get to hang out with them. All right, Don Kelly, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Robert.
1: Back with more of Astro Launch right after this. Join us at Minute Maid Park. It's going to be August 2nd through the 4th for the Astros inaugural Hall of Fame weekend. And that's presented by Houston Methodist. The Astros Hall of Fame is going to celebrate the inaugural class and their contributions to the history of the Astros franchise. Fans attending games the 2nd through the 4th are encouraged to arrive early to participate in pregame promotions and ceremonies. All you have to do is visit astros.com slash hall of fame for game times and schedule of events. That's going to be a lot of fun. It certainly is. Looking forward to seeing who
0: comes to town for that. A bunch of the, the hall of famers in that inaugural class. Welcome
1: back to Astro Launch, everybody. This is Steve Sparks. We've got a special guest today, and it's the Astros bullpen catcher, Javier Bracamonte. And Javier's been with the Astros for a long, long time. You've seen him. Throw baseball out out to the fans and, and just have so much interactions. Great for the teams. Great in the clubhouse. But uh, he got another assignment uh, during the All Star break. Once again, for the fifth time, you were the batting practice pitcher uh, for one of the hitters, Alex Bregman, in the home run derby. And I asked you before, uh, Brock, that uh, were you nervous about it? You said no. I was going to have a few butterflies, but other than that, it's just it's just uh, whatever I do. Yeah, it's like another normal day working. You know, I guess
4: maybe you ask him on my first uh home run derby I can, I can say yeah i was nervous but what year think, was that oh five i think Oh six, six and i went to oh seven and after that i came back all the way to 18 and now this year 19. but maybe in the beginning i guess because i had all experience in venezuela and winter ball that i throw to miguel cabrera and richard Hidalgo, and i guess you know but uh it's like another day of work
1: yeah you know let's talk about your days you you come to the ballpark and in the off season, and we've talked about it even off-air before, is like how many batting practice pitches has Javier Bracamonte thrown in his life? Because you've been here for almost 20 years. Uh, you throw BP every day. It's just countless. Do you know about, on average, how many, how many balls you throw a day? I can say maybe less than 500,
4: around there. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, I mean, so I go to the day, I, play catch. I just came back to play catch. The rehab that I do with Lance and you're I, I throw you at least about 60 balls you already. Um, I go out again play catch with the pitchers relievers and I play catch with the guy that throw in bullpen and I throw BP and I go
1: play again with the guy that started the game about 500 throws So how do you keep your arm in shape because a lot of people would just be hanging they wouldn't be able to throw anymore but you keep in shape somehow how do, what's the secret for you?
4: Uh, long toss because I throw so
1: much long toss almost every day I
4: throw at least Three times at least, the most four times a day. Wow. But also, I lift weights every day. And also, I do my peptin, you know, my prep. So, there's just those little three, four, five pound weights for the arm exercises? Yes, almost every day. And also, I do those line drawing balls that I do reverse throws. And also, as, through the years, mechanic, you know, I always be sure of my hands inside the elbow, I open my chest, little stuff like that that you learn through the years. And you
1: to stay in good shape you with know, my arm. Any ice? No, never. Never ice. Never. So I hear that from a lot of people. A lot of people don't believe in it. They feel like it's detrimental, but uh, you you agree with that as well, right? Yes, I never I never use ice. The only thing that
4: I use in recently in the last two years is those needles. The acupuncture? Yes. I I do that but usually when I throw a lot I don't feel sore, I I feel like
1: tight. Okay, let's get back to Cleveland. You, you get into Cleveland. What night do you get to Cleveland? Do you go Sunday night with uh, Bregman and those guys? Sunday night, we got Cleveland about one in the morning, and um, we
4: went to about one o'clock. Um, I got to the stadium, I got ready. I got my stuff ready, the uniform, you know, all that, everyone started showing up. You start seeing players from other teams. It's just kind of excited. It was, for me, really excited to see CC and all those kind of stuff. That, all the gear that the players wear, they, they get a bunch of new stuff for that game, right? Oh, yes. It, it was amazing how Under Armour, Nike, New Balance, and all those big containers and stuff for the players. Tell me about CC Sabathia's cleats. Oh, my God. It was amazing how um, I think he worked at, at Air Jordans. It yeah. was three thousand, the 3,000 in gold
1: in all cases
4: in different color was beautiful shoes it was amazing to see those shoes
1: who else did you did you get a chance to get any of the kind of the swag that some of the players get or, or is well, that not for you
4: yeah well the adidas sent me the the adidas sent me the shoes that, that Adidas people wear cool. that can use it from the derby yeah it was even the cat They say home run derby with it it was white with stars on it it was pretty cool are you gonna wear it uh i did wear it but i know i know why i just i bring it home and You know, stay for, I guess, for my daughters
1: later on to show my grandkids or whatever, you know. That was the fifth time uh, that you've pitched in the Home Run Derby. Who are the other uh, three guys? So it's Bregman twice and three other players that you've pitched uh, batting practice for Home Run Derby. Yeah, I got Miggy in Pittsburgh, and we got third place,
4: if I remember correctly. And I got Jason Bay, Mm -hmm. and I got um, Andrew Jones in Detroit. So how did those guys end up picking you? You knew them from the past? I knew Jason Bay. You know, we played Pittsburgh so much in the center in the past. And Andrew Jones, you know, know him for – a lot of people don't realize that his mom's from Venezuela. Oh. But he grew up in, you know, in Curaçao or whatever, and his dad from Curaçao. But yes. he played in Venezuela. I know that from them. And we always talk about spring training and all that. And the time came, and when I went to Detroit, he said, hey, you're the guy. And I was was really surprised. I was a like, good, good. It, it was great for me. It was
1: an honor for me. that he asked me to throw to him in Detroit. Last thing with Javier Bracamonte, we talked about your arm, uh, but haven't even talked about what your real job is is to be the bullpen catcher. So you have to squat, and you've been doing this for a long, long time. How do you keep your knees uh, from from giving out on you? Well, I just like I said, I come early, to, you
4: know, today to the ballpark. I go outside. I do some sprints. I run. I lift weights. I work really hard in the offseason. I yeah. mean, you see me in the past. I work, uh, I do the same program that they have for the players too in the offseason. I'm trying to do it. And I keep, you know, maintain the whole season, lifting weights over my legs, for my arm, for my chest, my back. And I think that thing got to run out. You know, I'm
1: already in my 50s and I feel like I'm in the 20s. Alright, that's uh, Astros bullpen catcher Javier Bracamonte uh, A great guy, a great friend And uh, a really unsung hero With this Astros team Thanks for catching up Thank you so much
2: There comes a time in everyone's life When talk is cheap And it's time to show up To get back to the top And build a legacy If we grind together We can take it back Our team And our city This is why we play This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.